You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. The JSC has closed its doors for another day, so it's time for the five o'clock shadow. And tonight I'm speaking to David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. Do you remember I sent you an SMS last week, David? Yes. Saying, I really believe, sometimes I get these epiphanies, and I said, you've got to buy bonds and US equities. Equities. I said, buy both. And okay, they did nothing, but they've they've started to take off, particularly the the bond market. And that was all to do with Jerome Powell's statements last night after the FOMC meeting, which I think were quite encouraging, don't you? Yeah, very much so. I I watched it. he was trying to be pushed by journalists. You know, they always do that. Um, but, you you know, for the first time I felt he's not going to do anything. You know, this is it. This is the end. And I think a realization, and he put it in some good way. You know, he put it in ways where they couldn't really challenge him. Um, I don't know. That doesn't mean it's good. I don't know. It doesn't mean it's bad kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the tone um, the tone was, okay, we've done enough. You know, um, to push it beyond here might not do any good. Um, so things are starting to point in the right kind of direction. I'm putting it into my own kind of words, but this was my interpretation that uh, he was much softer than he has been before. And I doubt whether there'll be any further rate hikes. Um, Axel Weber, Weber, is it Weber or Weber, who was the former chancellor, he was not chancellor, he was uh, head of the Bundesbank and was a former UBS um, chairman. No, he believes that there's going to be further rates. I was just re- you know listening to him this morning. Jamie Diamond reckons another three quarters of a percent, but I, I, I think the um, the media are just attaching to one or two chaps who might be on the, you know, on the fringe. I think most people are quite content, and that's what the the, the market's telling you. You know, the Fed blinked, and yes. that's why rates are down. And, and and Lindsay, if you look at it, I mean, last I you know when you sent me that um, SMS last week, uh, the ten year was I think well above five. If I'm not mistaken, it was, it was actually in the mid four nineties, but uh, but anyway, now, okay. now it's okay. gone Close to what, the four sixties now. Yeah, four sixties. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a big move in bonds. Eh? It really that's, is. That's, that's no. That's no mean. You know, that's not thirty points. You know, if you take it as a percentage or the rate, I mean, that's big, big move. That's a huge and move. it's right across the curve. Yeah. yeah, the equity markets are beginning to respond as well. Uh, they're building up a bit of momentum and, you know, a very strong day today um, in, in, in the U.S. markets and across the world in the U.K. as well. Yeah. U.K. kept rates uh, on, on hold, but, you know, the fight is not over yet. But uh, I think that market also very strong. So around the world, very, very you know, strong markets. Yes, and it is also with a backdrop to what you've just said, there's been uh, Eurozone inflation numbers, which were better yeah. than expected. And I don't think the central banks can afford to do it now because they will tip us into, if there is a, a recession yeah. coming across the globe, then it needs to be shallow and rather than yeah. deep and protracted. So I don't think they can do it anymore. I don't think they can go higher. I'm not suggesting they cut, but they must... Yeah, keep it. They must mm, keep their mm. heads. Uh, the J- Japanese central bank 
Bank of Japan hasn't been so. I mean, it's just stuck $100 billion into the into the market to stimulate the economy. And they're, they're going on a, on a different mm-hmm. route, but it's a different economy. It may be the third biggest in the world, but it's, it's different because of, it's so export-led. Uh, so the yen is obviously mm-hmm. very important. But, but generally, I think quite a, an encouraging week, macroeconomic-wise, anyway. I- it, it, it has been, and I think, you know, we're possibly in coming to the end of what has been a very difficult period. Mm. Um, it's, it's like the end of a war. You know, it doesn't mean the next day there's peace and suddenly all the damage that's been done is cleared up and everybody gets back to living uh, the way they were. You know, it, it's, we're not there yet. I'm sure there are going to be a lot of surprises. But, I mean, if I look at the markets, you know, if I look at the U.S. markets, um, Yep, the, the S&P is up 1.5%, mm. the Nasdaq's up 1.5%. These are big moves because this is on the back of a couple of days of, of good gains. Uh, the, the S&P has now gone above 4,300. It was below 4,200 a day or two ago, I think, mm. and so on. So, so yeah, so, so we've seen a big turnaround. And I think also what happens in situations like this on both markets lindsay is that the short you know the uh the short sellers sorry um have to cover yeah and that also lifts market because suddenly you get squeezed and uh you know this wasn't uh, there were a lot of people who were negative on the market who believed things were going to get worse and uh you know when they start coming and uh running to cover running for cover then you get these kind of moves so big day you know right across i just see green when i look at all the markets so it's not often we get a day like this when we do we're allowed to celebrate it's quite right we are, yeah. As long as it's not just a short covering <laughs> rally, as long as there's some people no. saying like we did last week, okay, let's get in. The Rand's also mm. doing well, which which is nice to see. 18, a good 1844, yeah, it's a very good sign. Maybe it's a lot to do with the dollars, we know, but maybe yes. people liked the uh, midterm budget policy statement. I didn't no. read it because it bores the pants off me, but um, it, apparently it was less bad than people expected. The, the, but it's still bad. Mm. That's the point is. Is that it point you know it points to very tough conditions in this economy you know if you analyze it and go through the numbers it's scary Lindsay there are a couple of things that worry me I always look in a business I always look for what the business plows back into its future earnings or it's you know back into its um, uh, what do you call it into its brand yes. you know it's very important that that you continue to um, you know, strengthen your business, um, maintain your business, you know, maintain the brands and so on, which the big tech companies do. And South Africa's got no money. You know, we've got no money to, to build this economy. We've got no money to build infrastructure, you know, to repair the roads, to build new schools, to build bridges and so on. Even on the, uh, you can see with Transnet, I mean, Transnet is in huge trouble. And the government said, no, you know, you've got to give us a reform program and then we'll bail you out. But um, these are the pillars that we need. It's Eskom, Transnet, uh, you know, Eskom, Transnet, what was the other, and the water side of it, the, the, I mean, incredibly important for uh, the future of this country. There's no money to do it. You know, there is absolutely no money. So uh, when, when when you analyze it, when you said to me, in the, you know, before we went live, you were saying, be careful of banks. I, I, I thought you meant, <laughs> hold on a sec, things are not going well. But 
it, it's it's a it's a serious situation. Our balance sheet is in uh, is in tatters. You know, it uh, it needs. We need to grow, and we haven't got the foundation to grow. You know, we we say we need to grow. We've got a lot of promises. So yeah. When you look carefully at it, uh, that that's what worries me. You know, we can go through every line if you want to um, no, make a huge. That's what I'm saying. You know, you did exactly right. We can go through a 30-page rep, a presentation of what it means, but at the end, it comes down to uh, you know very issues of um, we under we under it. You know, there's um, we've got less, um, we've got less revenue. Money. Yeah, yeah, we haven't yeah. got enough money to pay yeah. for the responsibilities that we have. Uh, and there was something I think mm. I saw from Magnus Haystack via Twitter that says an enormous amount of people um, in the public sector are earning more than a million a year. And it, was, it was some vast mm. number. And I just, mm. again, I get a little bit depressed when I see things like I, that. They have to, they have to cut radically the, the people that are just uh, shuffling papers yeah. from their inbox to their outbox and back again. And, and I'm not being nasty. I'm sure these people are fine people. And uh, if you've got a family, you've got, you've got to take this job because it's easy. But they're, they're not productive, David. The public sector no. employees in are fact, not productive. No. In fact, the, um, the Minister of Finance in his introduction actually made reference to it. Okay. He said that, um, number, yeah, he actually said that, you know, the government uh, borrowing has grown enormously over the last 15 years from like 700 billion to almost 2 trillion that's what government debt has grown but he also said you know with all this money that they have borrowed and all this money that has been spent uh, it there's been very little impact on growth um, so you've spent all this money you've borrowed money you spend it but there's no impact on growth so it's all been going uh, all being wasted, and a lot of it is the inefficiencies of um, of the delivery. Uh, I think the other thing that's scary is that of every five rand that they collect, one rand is paid um, in 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 interest. Mm. So um, you know your interest bill is bigger than the education, social protection, health. So so I mean the minister is fully aware of where we are, but it, that's one thing. The other thing is that. Um, you know, as I say, our government says, or our government ministers always say, well, don't confuse me with the facts. You know, in other words, don't tell me that because I've got a, you know, I've got protests, I've got to, I need money to do this, I need money to do that, but the money's not there. So, so anyway, but, um, and tax wise, individual tax receipts were okay, they were flat, there was no, they're on budget. What's happened is the corporate tax has absolutely fallen in because deep, of and a the lot of that sector, to do. Right? Because of the mining, exactly, yeah. So, Lindsay, yeah, in, in, in a very simply, uh, we've got to find some way out of here, but I don't think the team that's taken us down is going to be the right team to take us up again. So let's, let's hope that uh, voters recognise us. Okay, talking about the mining sector, Sibanyu came out with a trading operating oh. up, update today, 2.2% weaker last time I looked before the close. Oh. Yes. I don't know. There was an announcement yesterday, and uh, it was to do with the ownership of the Kurundal mine, uh, which was the, which they shared with Anglo American Platinum, and Anglo American mm -hmm. Platinum had just handed it over to them. Their their stake, the fifty percent of it. And I just thought, yeah. who's going to do the best out of this, the acquirer or the or, or, the, or the seller of this stake? Because it's down well, two point two percent. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Anglo did that with Tangela. 
I mean, they fundamentally gave away their coal operation, but they didn't know that Russia was going to you know, invade the Ukraine and that the mm. coal prices were going to go through the roof. But those coal prices are coming back again. So, But even so, it wouldn't have registered on uh, Anglo's balance sheet. You no. know, it wouldn't have made Too a big small. difference. No. And I think the same thing with Crindle. You know, the same thing. Uh, it's a very small operation. Um, so I don't think it will make any... You know any real difference? Platinum's share price. I mean, the platinum price has been hovering around. It's it's holding at these kind of levels. Um, I'm hoping, and I really am, that that things we start to see growth in the global economy, and we start to see some kind of pickup in commodity prices. You know, that's uh, that's our only saviour. But but. But I think also you need the right people to manage this this place as well. I spoke to Wayne McCurry yesterday, as I always do on a Wednesday, right. and um, I said to him, I'd really like someone to give me a, a just an, an easy analysis of if you take 100 ounces of platinum, 100 ounces of palladium, and the same for rhodium, right. just break down who uses it. What's it used for? I don't care about the production. I want right. the uses because it used to be fuel cells are coming and platinum's going to go to $5,000 an ounce. And now people are saying, well, yes. catalytic converters are, are a dead industry because we're all going electric. Mm. And so it goes on. But where, where are we? Because then mm. I think if you're a serious PGM investor, you've got to know where the demand is and make some sort of bold call on whether you just leave this thing alone like a buggy whip company in the mid-1800s. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the mystery of the platinum market. Um, Wayne will tell you that... Um, there's still going to be a lot of motor cars on the road that use petrol yeah. and will need catalytic converters. Uh, they can be recycled very easily. So you've always got that threat. Um, and so I, we don't know. You know, we don't really have a good grip on the market. I think the prices are far lower than we thought they would be. But the platinum miners say that this is going to continue. So mm. I you know, one's uh, got to give them the respect and say, okay, they know those markets better than we do. So their their challenge, Lindsay, is is to mine profitably profitably at these levels. You know, this is that's what they got to do. Okay, this is going to be the platinum price. How do we make money out of it? You know, uh, increase production, become a lot more efficient, keep costs under control. And I always refer whenever I have this conversation, I refer to. When I first joined the market in the in the seventies, that's how we approached the gold market because there was a set price for the gold for gold. You know, there wasn't a wide range. It was uh, it was a set price of the gold mines had to mine within their capabilities. That's why the high grade mines always uh, earned a lot more money than the low grade mines, the marginal mines, and so on. But um, the the mining captains, you know, whoever was in charge of those mines was the most important person around because you had to learn how to mine efficiently. So Mm. I think we're back to those kind of levels now. You know, that's that's how we have to think if you're going to think mining. Okay, but you don't think mining, so we will, we'll pass on that one. A couple of other companies that came out today. I've never yeah. heard of this one. Collins, which is a property company. That, that, Share price yeah. up 14%. That was trade hold. Oh, yeah, I it was see. trade hold. It used to be trade hold, so it converted to that. I only found that out recently because I kept seeing this Collins. I said, mm. what is Collins? Yeah, Collins? You know, they used to be encyclopedias It or used something. to be a dictionary, like yes. <laughs> a dictionary, yes. <laughs> it's now a property company. Yeah. But I have no grip on this market. I, I don't know it at all. I, I really, uh, 
you know, um, I, I can't. I think Tradehold, if I recall, came out of the Pipco stable somewhere down in the history. I can't even remember the history of Tradehold, but so um, I'm a bit lost on this one. Okay, mm. and talking about Pepco, they came out with a, a, a number yes. today, and share price up around mm. about five percent. Is Pepco just Pep Stores, but it's got a foreign no. uh, participation as well, right? Yeah, it has. It's I've I've always liked it, but I'm a bit disappointed in their numbers. Obviously, the market wasn't. Uh, they're battling as it is, um, simply because of the state of this economy. Um, I watch it carefully because it's wherever you go in this country, <laughs> where, and I literally mean whatever village you go through, mm. you always see a pep stores, you know, yes. and it's uh, they sell it. That's their customer base. Ackermans is there as well. It's, uh, but um, they, they made a point which is quite disturbing. They said that load shedding has affected uh, the delivery of social grants. And obviously that's their customer base. Those people who receive you know, social grants are the people who would buy at, uh, at Pepco. Yes. So, yeah. And so result, yeah, it was down slightly. Uh, they have made this Brazilian acquisition, which has started to contribute small in a small way. But um, it's 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 a pretty decent company, just taken down by conditions here. Okay, uh, let's have a look at the markets now, David. Speaking of markets, starting with the currencies, the dollar rand is eighteen forty six, uh, British mm. pound against the rand twenty two forty eight, and the euro rand is nineteen sixty three, with the euro dollar one hundred six thirty, and that's a point three percent gain for. The euro. Mm. Onto commodities, gold price, uh, 1983, which is mm. up four and a half bucks or so. Uh, platinum's virtually flat at 9.28, and palladium down 14 to 11.12 dollars an ounce. Now, on the other markets, the bigger ones, uh, also important to South Africa, though, of course. Uh, oil price up a percent to 85 dollars, mm. actually 0.7% up now, 85.23, and West Texas crude 81 dollars 26, which is up a percent. Gas prices. Down one and a quarter. What else is going on here? Steel prices up one and a half percent. You were talking about coal. Nothing happening mm. there. Um, so yeah, there's your commodities. Now the all important bond markets. The US mm. ten year that we spoke about right at the beginning, four point six six percent now, which is a thirteen basis point yeah. fall from yesterday, and that's two point eight percent, and that's big. That's big. Yeah, it is a big move. The South African ten year even better. It's down nearly 20 basis points to 10.37%. Mm. Wasn't that long yep. ago it was above 11%. So that's good. I wanted to say on the bond market, I wonder if money is not flowing in here and responsible for that rand yeah. you know, together with that. I don't, I, I don't know whether it's associated with, uh, with the midterm budget, but rather just generally with uh, a view that, that things are stabilizing you know, globally. And there might be a shift into the bond market. I don't know the numbers, and I don't know how fast it takes to get hold of those numbers. But uh, that that you know, uh, a move like that is quite significant. It's so a, sorry to interrupt it is, you, no, but not I think that's, if you have a look yeah. at the inflation numbers in in, mm. in South Africa, and you have a look at the bond yeah. yield, and then you compare that to so-called developed world markets. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not free money. There's yeah. no such thing because you've got a currency risk as well. But it's certainly for domestic investors. I think it's a good mm. bet. I don't know if you you know if you want a, a safe a safe, a safe component component yeah. to your 
a portfolio, then it's, it, it sounds good. S&P 500 futures, David, are 1.5% up nearly. 4,319, 4,319, as you quite rightly pointed out earlier, at one stage in the last trading week or so, those futures were down below 4,200. So a very smart comeback, which I'm pleased about. What else have we got here? Bitcoin. The big gains there. They're big. Yeah. You know, I'm looking at some of the prices in, in the US. Roku is up 29%. I don't know if you know what Roku is. I, don't. I have it here. Mm. Now, Roku is like a platform. So I, I have a Roku number, which allows me to uh, go on to Netflix. I can go on to Apple TV. I can go on to Prime TV. There are a hundred different channels that I can go on to as well For as the Roku. Uh, uh, not much. <laughs> you know, a couple of dollars, I think. So um, I, it's not a huge amount that you pay for it. So I, I um, you know, for them to go up 30%, I haven't looked at the results, but there must be something else. But uh, Shopify as well, which is uh, uh, Amazon Light, you know, the Canadian company, up 21%. So these are big, big moves. So is this so so back, 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 back to Roku? Yeah. Back to Roku. Mm. Is it like a VPN, a virtual private network? Yes, is, yes. Is that what it yes, is? well done. Okay, That's yeah. what it is. Mm. Okay. That's a nice way of describing it. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Ah, all right. So you don't get the free the subscription to Netflix, but you get you're allowed to get into Netflix and that's it. it. Okay. Yeah, right. that's exactly right. Yeah. So uh, it is. It's it's well described as a VPN. Yeah. So I it 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 kind of brings it. I'm trying to think. Roku engages in the provision of streaming platform for television. It operates through the platform and devices segments. And so that goes. It's exactly what you said. Yeah. Okay, good. No, I understand. I was giving you the final price, uh, and that was yeah. uh, Bitcoin, 34700 up 1.4% uh, or something. Now, on the movers on the uh, JSE today, David, what has caught your scrupulous eye? <laughs> Across the board. <laughs> Just let me point out one thing as well. Volumes, despite the fact that we are closed up 2.4%, which is a huge move yes. on a day-to-day -day basis with the financial and banks up 4.5%. Big, big moves. Yeah. Value traded was still below $20 billion, just came in at about $16, 17000000000 billion. So market's still incredibly, incredibly low turnover here. Hammerson. British uh, property company up 7%. So right, yeah. uh, Capitec comes out, yeah, 5.8%. Telcom, it's been in the new, uh, Telcom's bouncing off a very low level, 7%. Sunlum, 5.6%. So you can see ShopRite, 5.4%. Uh, uh, Mr. Price, 4.7%. So a lot of retailers amongst those are the biggest gainers that I've picked up. Um, unfortunately, it's because of uh, gold shares were down. You know, Durban, Goldfields, uh, Sabania down as well, Harmony, Tangela, mainly, the, uh, mainly um, you know, um, sorry, Golden Platinum counters that were a little under pressure. Gosh. Um, when it bounces back, MTM, it will bounce back, but goodness me, it that will Platinum bounce, yeah. is, is mm. so under the cloche. Yeah. The selling has to stop soon, and then there'll be a vacuum well, and up, it, up it'll go. But at the moment, yeah, wait for the turn, I think. Yeah. Um, watch, watch for it. Mm. Um, hopefully, that uh, you know buyers do start coming in and looking at that side of the market. It's important for us. It's very important for the for the country. But um, look, gainers outnumbering losers about I would say about three to four to one. 
today. Not many shares actually down. I want to go just beyond. I, I gave you the top 80, yes. um, which is, you know, I always look at the top 80 capitalized shares, but just if I can go to those outside of that mm -hmm. and see if there's any other movers there as well. Um, not really. No. <laughs> but those, those were generally, and on the losing side, um, SAS from my company down 18%. I must see what happened there. <laughs> Renogen is a story. Uh, Renogen 4.9% as well. I actually wrote a story for Business Day tomorrow on Renogen. Um, Didn't you go to see them this, in the free state? I did. Hmm. In, fact, in fact, my story is around that because I like Sir Stefano Marani. He's a, he's a smart chap. And, you know, being an explorer in, the, in the, being in the exploration, it's a tough business. Hmm. It's really tough. And he just puts all his energy into a business which is so difficult to manage. And it's gas. We don't really know gas here. So... I just, I just wish him luck, but at the moment things are against him. Uh, but he's well-meaning, you know. And that's what I like about him. He knows the business. He knows every screw and bolt, you know, every nut and bolt in his plant. He can explain exactly what it does. He knows the extent of the gas deposits. He knows what helium's used for. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's a tough, tough business. Sounds like it, um, David. <laughs> yeah. uh, what I need from you now is. Um, the closing JSE indices, please. Yeah. Okay. So, as I said, the all share index closed up 2.4 percent at 71384. So we are above that 70,000 mark. Good. We could be positive at this stage for the year. You know, just creeping into positive. Um, the big movers were the resource index actually ended up over one percent, but I think that's mainly because of the the heavyweights. You know, uh, we got a lift from. All the big diversifiers, the precious side, precious metals and minerals were down about a half percent. And then banks, very strong. Banks up four and a half percent. So it does seem to be a favoured area when things start to go right. Overall, the financial index, which includes banks and insurers, up about three percent. And then consumers up strong. You know, that's the uh, up 3.6 percent. So the overall industrial index up 2.2 percent, but driven by uh, you know, some of the consumers, I mean, they right across the board, they were up. I'm just trying to see Richmond, which is, yeah, Richmond up 3.2%, you know, another uh, a big contrib contributor, but a very, very strong day, not supported by our volume, sir. All right. Um, David, uh, we've got one more thing to, to mention as Viv's not here because he's not a football fan, so we can we can go, uh, as they say in America, hog hog wild. Both our teams lost 3-1 last night in the, in the, in the League that. Cup. Yeah. I didn't even know we were playing. I didn't know Arsenal were playing. They I played. only picked it up this morning. Mm. And they played badly, obviously. They booed <laughs> so, Declan Rice. A section of the West Ham fans were very, how can I put sad. it nicely, miffed at the fact that he'd gone to Arsenal. So, yeah, he didn't have a very nice game. So it's the same. They put out an unrecognisable team and they lost 3-1 to uh, Premiership Fulham, which is no disgrace. But anyway, we're, we're both out of that little cup. The other one that was really bad was Man United nil Newcastle 3. I saw that And they well. put out uh, a strong team as well, Man United. So I wrote a letter to the guard. <laughs> Guardian today, and I don't know if it's going to get published, but I'll read it to you anyway. It says here, the well-worn saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, 
uh, and expecting different results was not coined by Einstein, <laughs> apparently, I say. As society is so rightly aware of mental health issues, whoever did pen it would be proud to see it displayed at every Old Trafford turnstile. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'll publish this. I'm not sure they will, because like, they don't, don't like know. people I... taking digs at specific teams. They like general topics. But anyway, I've, I've, I've sent it, and we'll see what happens. Uh, look, Man United is a huge club. I mean, it's probably still the biggest British club. It is, definitely. And, you know, I'm talking in terms of, of uh, fans, you know, around the world. Everybody is still a man, you know, most people are still Man United. They still remember it from the days of uh, the Busby Babes. It's, uh, it's an incredible following. And to see it now, you know, to see the style of football that they're playing at the moment, it's just, it hurts everyone, you know. Yes. And I watch them, I just shake my head. I can't believe this is Man United and the club is in this kind of state. Football anyway. needs Man United. British football yeah. needs a good, mm. strong Man mm. United team. I really mm. believe that. It's like I remember somebody mm. saying, you know, the cricket world needs a good West Indies team with, mm. with fast mm. bowlers because it, it it's exciting to have a, yeah. a team doing well in whatever field yeah. they're in. Yeah. Uh, but Man United yeah. are desperately Man. poor. You need... We need Man United, we need Everton, we need Liverpool, mm. uh, we need an Arsenal, a Spurs, whatever it is. Yeah, you need Chelsea, you need those. Clubs, yes. You need VR because they top and they've got the international following. You know, every now and again, Brighton come up, but uh, you know that they're not going to last, as we saw with Leicester, which was, yeah. uh, you know, really tragedy. But uh, we saw Blackburn at one stage win the premiership as well. But you need those clubs because they're the ones who attract the fans and, and attract the money. You know, they make British football. So I, I, I just, it's sad to see what's happened. It certainly is. David, thank you very much for your uh, okay. wit and insight as always. David Shapiro is from Sassin <laughs> Securities and that was the five o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organisation, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.